Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode here of Airgun Web TV's Let's Talk Airguns. Uh, before we get started, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, which is Airgun Pro Shop. We'll be talking about them uh, as we go through this show. Um, Airgun Pro Shop, as I mentioned last week, uh, was a company that I owned. I have recently sold it to a great couple out of Ohio, and they're going to be taking it forward. So I'm super excited about that, and I'm going to be working with them to really help them have as much success as possible. Uh, they have the time and energy to run it, and I think that's awesome. So I'll be talking about some things they got going on there. We'll get to that in a little bit, a little bit later. But I wanted to jump right out there and say uh, that this show is brought to you by Airgun Pro Shop. So check them out, www.airgunproshop.com. Today's uh, video is going to be kind of interesting. Uh, it's a topic that... Um, uh, I think a lot of people, especially air gunners that are just coming into the sport, uh, may struggle a bit with, <clears throat> is uh, when I first started, I, I shot nothing but brake barrels and CO2 guns. I, I remember shooting my first PCP, which was a BAM B50, I think, um, or 51, I think. I have to go back and look now. But it was, I I had a client who had a scuba shop and I went down and he loaned me all the gear so I could fill it and et cetera, et cetera. But it was a, um, it was quite the change to go from, you know, brake barrel to PCP. And at the time, um, I was unaware of things like regulators or other things. So it was just, this is what you got. And I learned how to shoot with a shot curve. My next gun was the Benjamin Discovery, the one I bought for myself. Bought the Benjamin Discovery, bought the Benjamin Marauder. All of these guns were like early U.S. sort of PCP. I'm talking about mainstream PCP stuff. Um, and they're all unregulated. So when you got them, you had to know how to get... Um, <clears throat> uh, real quick, Heath, I saw your comment. Dude, let me just say this. Um, I, I'm not married to the YouTube channel and the comments, and I... I may see something. I may not necessarily respond. No, they are probably getting read, but please have patience with me. I've got a week full of doctor's appointments, and frankly, I think I'm just not going to get to everything. So um, I did see your comment about the barrel tensioner for the day state. It's something I may look into at some point, but uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a. I've got a lot of projects that I need to move forward, and that may not be one of them. But please don't take offense. If you leave a comment and I don't jump right on it and answer immediately, please realize I got a lot of stuff going on, and I may or may not get to it. Doesn't mean it doesn't get read, though. So please have patience uh, with me as we're learning this stuff, uh, learning how to navigate all the various things I got going on with myself right now. Anyway, back to the the story with regards to. Um, the unregulated guns. Uh, I didn't know of us. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a regulator. That that came later on in my understanding about air guns. So all of the stuff I shot for the first many many years in a PCP were all unregulated. And for me to get an unre un uh, the Air King Pro Albert dude, I want that gun bad. That's going to be like I got to go and see if they still have any in stock. Anyway. Um, for me to learn how to shoot an unregulated gun, that was just what you did. I think that that, with the onset of very affordable regulated guns, um, it's 
you know, the learning curve of how to get the most out of an unregulated, sort of a lost art at this point. It's sort of gone by the wayside. And realistically, if you're going to shoot an Avenger or a Gauntlet, Gauntlet 2, and you're going to get into those guns, they're all regulated. So even like um, the DAR is regulated, the... Um, No, I'm sorry. I've seen two different versions of the DAR. They're both regulated. So you have all of these guns that are affordable now that are just regulated. So the need to understand uh, shot curve and valve lock and all of these, that's sort of not as not as, as important as it once was. But there are still a lot of air guns on the market that are unregulated. And if you happen to buy one, I thought it would be kind of a cool thing to know how to get the most out of it. Um I've been shooting a lot with the Walther Rain. I've got it in 22 and 25. And I shot this gun last year. If I go back, I think I might have got one last year at Airgun Expo, one of the first ones. And then I've had, I, that one was loaned out and, and I never got that one back. And then I got the 25, which I like, but I always wanted the 22 again um, because I really thought the 22 was going to be like, I don't know, the sweet spot for that gun. And I got my 22 in, and that was my video for yesterday. And we're going to talk about that video specifically. And number, first of all, why I think unregulated guns still have a place in the market. Um, and if you do happen to have one or you buy one, how are you going to get the most out of it? So um, whether you're buying an inexpensive gun or an expensive gun, if it's unregulated, there's a few things you need to know to make sure you can get the most out of your air gun. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, G-Man's saying the Origin is a nice unregulated. Yes, that is very, very cool. I agree. Very, very cool. Yeah, the Hotsons are another example of a good unregulated gun, and they do have good, good shot curves. If you want to look at another brand, BSA, is another one, the Gamo Guns, the Urban Coyote, and now the New Arrow, all have a very, very decent shot curve. Now, the, the BSA guns use their fast strike valve, which everybody, before they just dropped, started dropping regulators in, they had to do something in the engineering side um, to really get the most out of that valve. And there were good ways to do it and, you know, sloppy ways to do it. They're... Uh, the good ways to do it, you can see the benefit because even though it was unregulated, it still got very good performance as long as you're in that pressure curve. Day State's another good one. Um, I had the a Day State Huntsman that was unregulated, and it was very good. In fact, I had a regulated Day State and an unregulated Day State, and at the range, you couldn't tell the difference at 50 yards. So I personally think there's plenty of room in the market for um, unregulated guns, provided you know how uh, how to get the most out of AA is another uh, manufacturer that has a lot of unregulated guns. So while the trend is rather than improve the engineering, let's just throw a regulator in it and be done with it. And while that does work, regulators do add a layer of complexity and a lot of additional parts that that can fail and they do wear out. So you're introducing a component that's going to have a shelf life. So when you do that, there's pluses and minuses. The plus is 
well, gosh, now I don't have to think about shot curve. I fill it, I shoot it, it should be about right. Awesome. Until it doesn't work anymore, or it starts to shift, or it starts to leak, or it starts to give you other problems. And look, I get it. That doesn't happen all the time, but it, parts do wear out. Things do wear, and regulators are a part that will that will wear out. So let's talk a little bit about the whole mechanics. And if this is too technical, and and you guys just want to talk about other things, I understand it. But I want to I want to bring uh, an education layer to the channel and to the sport so that people understand what's going on. Um, I'm never going to be the guy that's blowing heads up, uh, blowing heads off things and, and making things explode. That's not my thing. I will try and, and be objective and, and bring a layer of education and hopefully um, help people get the most out of what they got. If I can do that, I'll be happy. Okay, so let's talk about the mechanics. So in a regulated gun, you have a pressure vessel that has, let's say, 3,000 PSI. You have a valve, and then you have a hammer and a hammer spring and all the other stuff. And that valve, um, the way you get air from the pressure vessel pressure vessel through the valve and out and out the barrel, you have to open the valve. So you have pressure here, which is holding that valve closed, and you hit it with the hammer, which usually there's a little pin. You hit it with the hammer, it opens it up, let some air through the valve shuts real fast. The more air you have in the cylinder, the faster that valve can close. And you can have too much pressure in that, I should say, or pressure you have. The more pressure you have in the cylinder, um, you can actually cause what's called valve lock, which is you have to hit that valve to open it. If your hammer and hammer spring aren't heavy enough to open the valve, that's called valve lock. I remember um, it was just a silly mistake. I, the gun handled it, though, so that was awesome. I have my carbon fiber tank. I had just gotten, I think it was a 25 cal Sumatra 500 cc. Um, so I had the twin tanks. And I was filling it, and the gauge wasn't moving. I'm like, what's going on? And the next thing you know, the gauge went trip. And I had filled that thing full up to 4,000 psi, and it was meant to run uh, 3,000 psi. So I wee bit overfilled it. Um, and man, it just took forever to get through that valve lock down into where the gun would shoot like it's supposed to, just because I didn't have enough power to open that valve and make it work right. So when you're doing, first thing when you're dealing with an unregulated gun, don't overfill it. Uh, with a regulated gun, uh, look, the regulator's gonna work properly, supposed to work properly within a, I don't know, a margin on both sides of the equation. Um, how much you have pressure you have in the plenum, how much you have in the tank, et cetera how much hammer spring, there's got a wide range it can operate in. Um, but you can overfill a, regula a regulated system too, so you have to be careful there. But you can have to be really careful when you're dealing with an unregulated gun because too much pressure in the pressure vessel means that you can't open the valve. Okay, so that's like one. That's like first thing. Okay, so when that valve opens, the smack opens, some air goes out. There's a, there's a point in the shot curve. Now, um, Evidex was a great manufacturer who liked to create a gun that had no shot curve. It just, it was here and every shot was just a little bit less. And when you're dealing with a big bore gun and you're getting five or six shots, not a big deal. If you're a small bore and you've got a hundred foot per second spread from start to finish, man, that is really hard to work with. Unless you're shooting at 25 yards and it doesn't matter. 
it, it's hard to work with. Ideally, you want a curve. You want to start here, come up a little bit, stay here, and then begin to drop off. Uh, a well-balanced valve is going to let you do that. So let's say we take a look at, um, I'm looking at, I'm good at all these, I'm looking at all these comments, and I, and I may not get to uh, all of these, some of these, so please bear with me, have, have patience with me tonight. Oops. Okay. Nanomess. Let's look at the Walther Rain. Okay. So this is the Walther Rain. This is the gun I just shot yesterday. Unregulated. By the way, let me show you this real quick. Um, I was surprised to see that it's on sale right now at Umarex USA. So let me just show you that. If this is something you're interested in, let me just pull this up real quick. Um, it's on sale right now for $516. That is um, a pretty good sale. Um, last time I saw it at a regular online store, it was like $600. So this is like below street price by a good margin. If you like the idea of a German-made uh, bullpup, um, granted, unregulated, we'll get to how you make the most out of that here in a minute. Um, for a little over 500 bucks, that's a heck of a deal. Um, one thing that everybody seems to get their knickers in a twist over is the moderator is not removable. And um, I've never seen anything in their documentation that says it was, nor anything in my experience with Umrex to create one that would be. Um, or, um, yeah, so to go into it assuming it would be, having bought it, and find out it's not. Um, I know that's frustrating, but don't make assumptions. If you don't know for sure or you're not sure, ask. Find out. Ask questions. Find out for sure before you buy it. Don't blame a poor purchasing choice on the manufacturer when you didn't do your homework. So um, looking at the reviews on the site here, uh, there are about people who were irritated that it had a fixed moderator. Well, it does. So, um, none, none of the nothing there was negative was talking about the performance, just their their uh, lack of. Uh, they don't want to have a fixed moderator. I get it. I would prefer one half UF thread on the end, so I could put whatever I want. But that's not what we got. We got what we got, and so there you go. All right. So, let's go back to the rain here. All right. So. We're looking at about a $520 gun right now. Price may go up, not sure. But it's compact. It's well-built. It's German-made, German-engineered. It is, in my opinion, a really nice air gun. I like this gun a lot. I'm not a bullpup shooter, per se. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to just show this a comment from this guy. Um, I mean, this is the kind of stuff I just don't forgive me, I just don't have patience for it. Um, with, you know, hundreds of thousands of views per month and thousands of comments, I'm going to miss some. And if you get your panties in a wad over that, I, I can't help you. Um, it's not my intention to purposefully um, irritate people or ghost people. That's not at all it. I just can't get to it. So um, that's one of the reasons I like doing this show is because I actually can come up here and talk to you guys personally. So uh, Wolfman, 
Uh, if you're still all butthurt over that, and I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, I do have other things I do, and uh, I can't keep up with it all. So if uh, if that is upsetting to you, sorry. <clears throat> all right, so let's get back to this. I really like this. As I said, I'm not necessarily a fan of bullpups. This is one of the guns that I actually like. It fits me well. I think it's got some great features that are found on a lot of bullpups, one of which it's truly ambidextrous. So the magazine's ambidextrous and the cocking lever, you can change the cocking lever. Now, Angie was just telling me um, that she watched a video on how to take it apart and change the cocking lever. I might, because she has one of these too, by the way, I might ask her to do a video if she's up here. She's, hopefully she's here tonight. I may ask her to do a video, a grip video for gateway air guns on how to do that. Because I think that's a really cool feature that you don't find on a lot of um, on a lot of air guns to be able to switch the cocking handle like that. It's unique. I think it's pretty awesome. So we're going to do that. Um, all right. So let's move over to um, some of the other cool features. I like the cocking system that it's forward and not way backwards. Um, I guess that's about it. I, I just happen to like the gun. I, one of the things I mentioned in the video, I think I mentioned the video. Maybe it didn't make the cut, though. Um, the mounting point for the bipod is really rigid. Um, some folks have been mentioning that um, they wanted me to shoot more with a rear bag and a bipod. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. What I found is some guns are, are not rigid enough. And so the gun wobbles. I shoot worse that way. This one's very rigid. The bipod worked great. So I thought that was cool. All right. So let's get to the unregulated side of this. So this gun um, gets about 60 shots. <clears throat> and that's, and I hadn't even made it all the way back down for our starting point, but that was probably an extreme spread of 200 feet per second, which is just crazy. So I started valve locked and it went boom and then sort of did this number. Um, if I take a look at the shot card here, the trigger is a little mushy. I'll give you that. I, 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 I don't mind it so much. I've kind of gotten used to it. Um, all right. So here's the shot card. And if you look at this, not knowing what you're looking at, it looks like a hot mess. But let's walk through this. Uh, let's just walk through this, okay? So um, the whole point of this shot card was to start at a full fill. Um, <laughs> I started a full fill, and I just worked my way through mag after mag to see what each mag is going to do. So I started off with uh, sort of a dead center hold. Uh, I actually used dead center for all of it. And I shot 10 shots, and we were a little under. Now, the first shot was like 770. I think we topped out at 970, 980. So that's what I'm saying. We had like a 200 foot per second spread. It's crazy. Um, very quickly, though, uh, it jumped into that 800s and started to climb there. And so we go from like the center to the top left. And that these are all 10-shot groups except for the ones on the right, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but the shots on the left, the very first one was just – What's the what's the pressure? What's it going to do with this pressure? And then each of those groups, and they actually the shots climbed as the velocity got 
more of the shots climb. So even though that bottom target doesn't have any holes in it, um, all of the shots above it were me aiming at the bottom. So as you can see, and then the last one, uh, to the bottom center was actually the last group before I stopped. That was at 60 shots at the end of that. Um, if you just went out and tried to shoot this gun and didn't understand how a shot curve worked or how you would just be frustrated as heck because you, you wouldn't be able to hit anything consistently. Now, these were all shot at 50 yards. Now, once I understood that right around 165, 170 is where things started to level out, then I shot my second set of shots. Now, on the right-hand side, um, I wanted to shoot uh, for Pyramid Air sub-MOA. Uh, I just wanted to see if this gun would do it. So I, I've gotten like hooked on this, can the gun shoot sub-MOA? And sub-MOA at 50 yards is half an inch or less. So we're talking center to center. So, <clears throat> yeah, it looks like some guys here, specifically Albert's, talking quite a bit about some stuff, and I'm, I'm not able to follow it all. So you guys can go back and read the comments, and there's probably some good stuff getting shared in there. Um, <clears throat> okay, so when you get to the right column here, um, I filled to, and I, I underfilled. I should have gone. I should have gone back and put some more air in it. But I, I went by the gauge on the compressor. I should have looked at the gauge on the gun because that's the gauge I was going by when I made my mental note. So, long story short, I was about 15 bars shy. So I bet I would have gotten probably 30 shots. And I was going for 30 shots. I got 20. Um, I, I took 20. I should say. Anyway, the very first group at that top right. Um, was 0.39 inches center to center at 50 yards, at five-shot groups. Again, if you haven't submitted your stuff um, to Pyramid Air's uh, sub-MOA contest, please do. You can win some really cool stuff. And uh, you, can, you, can, you don't have to do 50 yards, you can do 25 yards. But here we are, and I shot sub-MOA uh, with an unregulated gun after I had done a little homework. And I was pretty pleased with a 0.39. That was awesome. And then the rest of my groups, for whatever reason, they kind of shifted to the left. So I'm not sure why that is, but um, I have to I have to spend some more time on the bench with it. Um, but every shot on that right column, every shot group, is under an inch. And I mean, I know we were going for sub MOA, which would be half inch or better. I get it. But here's a gun that's unregulated, after we know where our pressure curve is, and I'm only shooting the 1813s. I didn't do any other pellet testing. And for those that know me, no, I didn't do anything to the gun. I just filled it and shot it. Um, yes, we will clean the barrel and go through all of that other stuff, but I'd like to know what it's going to do right out of the box because that's how most people are going to shoot it. So if I give you guys those results right out of the box, then you at least know what to expect. Okay, so every group there, um, and even the last one was 0.58. So every group on the right side was under an inch at 50 yards. And I got to say, that makes me really happy. Um, can I get those into the black? Yeah. I mean, I got to adjust the scope and figure out why, you know, the other groups were kind of pushing to the left there. It could have just been my hold or follow through. But that looks like a fairly easy adjustment because I bet you I could keep all of those groups in the black at 50 yards and under an inch. And 
that to me, that's impressive. The fact that you can do that with an unregulated gun makes me very happy. But guys, the Marauder will do it. Um, I know I have an AEA that I got from Brian. It'll do it. Uh, my day state would do it. Um, all of my old air arms that were unregulated would do it. I mean, the idea that you have to have a regulated gun to get good accuracy, just not the case. So I'm going to go back over and look at some comments now. But I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that process. Um, I'll get to comments in a minute. So here's here's the deal. If you want to do this and you have an unregulated gun and you want to get the most out of it, you need a chronograph. Now, I was shooting the FX, but you can get ProChrono Digital is the other one I really, really, really like. Um, just because they connect to my phone, it makes it really easy. But you need a chronograph so that you can you can measure what you're getting. And then you just want to shoot from, like, you fill it. And if, let's say you're at 800 feet per second. So you shoot until you hit 800 feet per second again, and then that's your curve. And then you look at your numbers and see if there's any places in those numbers where it kind of goes up and then sort of flattens out. And any play, anytime you can be 20, 30 foot per second spread, plus or minus, um, well, total, excuse me, uh, so 15 up, 15 down, or whatever, you want to be about a 30 foot per second spread, find where that is, and you're probably going to get a good number of shots in that space. So you're going to fill your gun to where you started that part of the curve. Now, what I do is every mag, I just make a note of what my pressure is. And if that mag shot really well, and the next one shoots really well, and the next one shoots really well, then I know I'm going to fill my gun to that pressure. And that's how you do it. So once you figure that out, you actually can get some really good results, even out of an unregulated gun. We've been doing it for decades. Regulators, while they've become commonplace, and I do like a regulated gun, don't get me wrong, but you don't have to have one to get good results and good consistency. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see what we got here. There is a... I, I would love to have... Um, I had a Walther Rotec, I'm kind of going back a little bit here, and I want to say it was regulated, although there was some controversy that I might have gotten a regulated one, and then they released it unregulated, I don't remember, but that was a, uh, that was very, very cool. Um, I really liked that gun. I would love them to release a Walther Rain regulated version. I have nothing, I have no information of whether they're going to do that or not. But if they did, that would be very, very cool. I think that would be a great gun, especially if they could keep it under that $800 price point, like a $750 or something. That would be pretty cool. All right. Real quick, let's take a quick break. I want to go over and um, jump over to Airgun Pro Shop for a moment. Um, like I said, up top, uh, Airgun Pro Shop was a company I had for many years was pleased to meet Tyler and Heidi. They bought they bought it this last July, and they've been in the process of re rebuilding the site, and they just got their Evanex air, air gun order in. So if you guys like the Evanex guns, they're in stock and ready, and that includes they got some clouds in stock. Um, uh, I still have some Maximels here that are available. The um, They got the, the Rexes in stock as well. And the beauty is they're going to be looking to 
Oh, next page. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, my internet's giving me a fit. Go figure. Um, let that. Uh, okay. Of course. Well, we'll come back to that. <clears throat> so the Rex P is available. Rex Rifle is available. So there's a bunch of products that they have in stock right now. So if you've been waiting for like the 50 cal Rex P, go check them out. www.airgunproshop.com. They have them in stock. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get back to see if we have some questions here um, in the chat. Boy, there has been a lot of them. Let's see. Um, yeah, the Derek, you you make a good point about the in the U.S. with regards to the moderator. There's there's some funky doodle laws here in the U.S. and you see certain manufacturers that are. Uh, uh, trying their luck, maybe, um, or maybe they're just too small or whatever. But the reason you see fixed moderators and non-removable is it basically eliminates any gray area with BATF and suppressors. So that's why you have that. That's why, like, a, day, a Gamo is going to be a fixed moderator. Um, Umrex is going to be a fixed moderator. Walther's fixed moderator. Crossman's fixed moderator. Um, even the hot sun, quiet energy, all of those are fixed. They're not removable per se. Now you can sell a gun with a threaded muzzle with no moderator, no problem, um, which is maybe something Walther should have done rather than try and put something on there that we already know people are going to want it quieter. Doesn't matter how quiet it is, people want to make it quieter. Um, but maybe they should have just left it without anything and uh, just let people add their own moderator. Which would have been uh, would have been my preference. It looks like we've got a heck of a storm coming through, and that looks like why my internet is acting strange. So, if we drop uh, off, then I'll say night, everybody, because I probably won't be able to come back. But we'll we'll deal with that here a little bit. But I bet you that's that's most people may not realize that that's why it's fixed and not able to remove it. Uh, Air Arms had the same thing. They have a removable moderator on their TDR in the UK, but when they brought it here, it had to be fixed. It's unfortunate. I think it's, I don't know, you get the point of it because there's always to, always around to that, but um, that is that is a big part of, of why we have that. Um, let's see here. Um, FX, uh, they have like a shroud and then they have the Donny FLs that go on the end, right? So I think they're one of those that are willing to push the envelope a bit. Um, but when you look at the number of guns sold by, like, say, Gamo, and the number of guns sold by, like, say, FX, um, there's a different market cap. We're, we're dealing with a different market cap here, which is a, a big part of why I think FX can do it and probably not have nearly as much to be concerned about as, say, an Uber-X or a Gamble. So there's that. Um, uh, there was a question, is the range hammer spring adjustable? Angie, I don't know. Um, 
I have not taken one apart, nor am I inclined to, uh, simply because uh, it looks complicated. And I know you've sort of looked at it, and it may not be that bad, but it looks like you've got to take the shell apart. Um, and um, I, I would personally, I'd rather just shoot within its parameters than try and get in there and muck around with the internals. That's me personally. But um, if there, if it is adjustable and somebody wants to go in there and play with it and let us know how it works, that would be great. Um, but it's probably not something I'm going to do. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, I'm, uh, okay, so on the AEA guns, and I mentioned this quite a bit, I, I'm, I'm not that familiar with them. I have one that Brian left me. It's a 22. I believe it's a Challenger. I don't think it's a Challenger Pro. Um, and when we shot it for Airgun Week, it shot great. But I have not had the time to go back to it. I want to because it's really dialed for, like, max power, again, unregulated. Uh, and that's one of the benefits of not having a regulator is you can sort of, in that very narrow span, narrow space, get a ton of power. So that's kind of cool. Um, still dealing with some internet stuff over here. Hold on. All right. But on the AEA guns, I, um, I, AEA reached out to me, and I've told this story many times. They reached out to me and said, would you like to review our guns? I said, sure, I'd be pleased to. Um, and then they said, all right, so you review them, and then you can pay, them, pay us for them. And, and it, it just doesn't work like that. Um, when you have a job, do you pay your boss to go to work, or does does, does your boss pay you to work? Uh, and that was, unfortunately, just the nature of what they wanted was they wanted me to cover it, wanted me to review it, wanted me to promote it, and wanted me to pay for the privilege of doing so. Uh, I just That's not, first of all, that's not fair to my sponsors, um, and it's not fair to me. And I, I would be more than more than pleased to, to work with AEA and, and work with them on their products, uh, but I'm not going to pay to do it. Um, I have way too many other things. I have guns I haven't gotten to yet. Speaking of guns I haven't gotten to that I just got to, uh, let me show you guys a picture. I'll show you a picture of something that is a video coming out Thursday. And I'm, that's all I'm going to tell you is that we finally got it out. We finally shot it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, so there it is. Um, I got the FX um, Dreamline Tactical. Thank you, Pyramid Air. Um, and uh, just, uh, if this is coming out Thursday, I wanted to get in one last video to help promote their sub-MOA contest. And I had a, a lot of fun shooting this gun. Um, boy, I want to tell you guys about it, but I'm not going to. You're going to have to wait and see the video. So wait for the video for Thursday. Um, we'll see. We'll see what you guys think about it. It is a very nice air gun, and I will need more trigger time with it, which is awesome. Uh, oh, G-Man. JTS. Oh, goodness. Um, I have been assured... <laughs> That they are on the water, um, but I don't know when they're going to be available. Um, I don't know. I hope soon. I hope by the end of the year, before the end of the year, 
next week would be great. Man, they have they're a gun that has so much potential in the market, just a great price point and really shoots well. So hopefully, um, hopefully they're going to have it soon. I don't have any real ETA on it, so it, it, hopefully they'll have it. Yeah, Heath, that was sort of my um, uh, if uh, that was sort of my impression too. You know, I'm pleased to work with. Uh, different uh, air gun companies. I'm even pleased to look at stuff and, um, you know, kind of for the sake of the channel or for the sake of the folks, get something and put in some sweat equity. I don't mind doing that. I've done that with all of my all of my advertisers and sponsors. Um, I, but I'm I'm not just not going to pay pay to do it. It costs me money. I mean, I I don't need to get into the nuances of the financials here. But I have people that work for me, so. Um, when I publish a video like yesterday's video cost hundreds of dollars to publish, not like $20. And this, I'm not talking my time. I'm talking the amount of money it costs to edit and then create the content, the, the publication contest, and then publish it. It's, it's real money that goes out the door. So, um, yeah. And uh, that's not including my time. So, yeah, it is a, uh, anyway, it is what it is. So it, I'm, AA, if you're watching or if people want to let them know, I'm still love to work with you, um, but I'm not going to pay you for that privilege. Let's see. Um, let's see. Travis hopes for October. Back to the uh, a, uh, JTS side of things. Yeah, I hope for October too. Um, I know that once they're here, uh, man, there's going to be a lot of people getting them. We're going to see a a lot of JTS rifles hitting the market. So, and they've got a lot of stuff on that boat. It's not just the uh, it's not just the JTS. They've got compressors. They've got all kinds of things that's just absolutely hanging them up. But that is that's the market we're in right now. the The cool thing about back to Ergon Pro Shop and Evanex for a moment. The cool thing about that is uh, they air freight stuff in. So Yes, it's very expensive, and it does raise the cost of the product, but it does mean we can get it, which is also pretty cool. Let's see here. Okay. Hey, let me see if I can bring this back up again. So, All right, here we are. Let me pull this back up. All right, cool. All right. All right, so back. Uh, internet's working again. Um, why my stream was working and all my web pages stopped, I don't know, but I'll take it. All right, so here's some of the cool things that they have in stock now, okay? So this isn't buy it and wait. This is if you want some cool Evanex gear, it's available right now. The last resort this guy here is really one of my favorite configurations for the Rex pistol. You take the pistol and you put a rifle tank on it. Man, that is just awesome. Um, then we go, uh, really hit the wrong button. All right. So the carbon fiber tanks are in stock. Is that a new? Now, I haven't seen this. All right, this is new. This is new for me. 
Um, let me open that here so I don't lose my place. It looks like the rifle tanks have a new shroud or a new buttstock. Um, and it, it looks like you got the wrong picture there. Um, it looks like you might be able to fill it from there too. That's very cool. I'll have to look at that. I haven't seen that yet. But that if that's the new Rex rifle buttstock, that's pretty awesome. Let's see what else we got. Um, still have a couple air speeds, which are, I think they're fun to shoot. We've got the Maximels, which I think are really great guns. And then we've got the new clouds. If you guys haven't seen um, the clouds, the cloud ultras, these are just typical mainstream Evanex. They are futuristic. They look funky and they shoot awesome. So um, that is the, the new Cloud Ultra. So I think that is pretty. They're pricey, uh, but they are sort of one-of-a-kind-ish, one uh, uh, really good, um, well, things people want to talk about down the range for sure. Okay. Let's see. Um, yeah, there's. I know New England Air Guns is taking pre-orders on the uh, on the um, the JTS. I'm per personally not a fan of pre-orders uh, just because uh, it's too easy to get stuck holding a bunch of people's money and not being able to send guns out, which is never something I want to be in that, that particular spot. Um, all right, so I guess, guys, that's about it. We've been up here for about, oh, it'll be 45 minutes here pretty soon. And, um, yeah, I hope, hopefully tonight was was uh, educational. I know it wasn't as maybe fun as talking about brand new air guns and stuff. We're going to be doing some of that in our, in our upcoming episodes because I just shot, well, I shot the FX, so we're going to be talking about that. My next video for Pyramid Air is going to be the, the uh, Benjamin Kratos, which I know there were a lot of folks that wanted me to shoot that gun. I like it a lot. I think I'll tell you that much. We'll wait for that video to hit. Um, and then I've, I've got to circle back around. I'm going to do some more work with the DAR. I'm going to get back on the Moab. Um, I've had a bunch of stuff sort of stacked up. Uh, um, diagnostically doctors related, which hopefully will be done with that next week and can get back to work. So um, it's just been just been really busy. We do have Airgun Expo coming up, and I hope for anybody watching, I will be getting out that marketing material by the end of the week. If you are a, uh, a manufacturer or a vendor or somebody that wants to participate with Airgun Expo, we're going to have a limited number of slots available. We're going to try and make that something that we'll be able to manage in-house here, be able to keep up with it. I hope you guys will join us for all of those lives. We will be doing daily live um, sessions, probably three or four live sessions with intermixed canned sessions like we did for Ergon Week. Um, but I'm excited to, to get back and do that again. We're going to have SWA guns. We'll have some MNX guns. I know for sure we'll have Air, air Arms. We'll have um, some FX. I'll reach out to Justin over at Utah Air Guns, see if we can get some more stuff from those guys. Um, so I'm excited to have Airgun Expo back again. I hope Joe can make it out. But we'll be doing that end of October and I'll have, uh, we'll start marketing that very aggressively coming up here shortly. But guys, that's going to be it. Um, thank you guys. Hey Keith, what's an FX? Now you're just being funny. Um, thank you guys for coming up here and joining with me and for putting up with my uh, desire to educate. 
I know that's not the exciting part, but hopefully if somebody gets this and looks up how to, you know, work an unregulated gun, now they're going to know how to do it. So um, that's going to be very, very cool. Um, that's going to be it for now, guys. Uh, thanks again for watching. We'll catch you in two weeks, I hope. Uh, if there's any change in the schedule, we'll let you know. Somebody did ask if I would be posting a schedule. Yes, I'm going to start doing that on airgunweb.com. If you guys haven't gone to that page, um, it's just all of the stuff I already have on YouTube. But if you want to skip YouTube and just watch it somewhere different, you're welcome to do so at airgunweb.com. We also post everything to Gateway to Airguns uh, in the uh, ARC. So just go watch. It helps me out, and I appreciate it, guys. It's going to be it. You guys have yourself a great rest of the week. My name is Rick Utsu here with Airgun Web uh, with Let's Talk Airguns. See you two weeks from now, hopefully. Bye.